Chapter 1 "'Billy!' he cried. "'Wake up! Now!' Billy Francis woke up to find Ed looking over him. "'Heard something over there,' Ed stammered. "'Something that sounded like engines to me.' Billy rose up from his bedroll and quietly pulled his gun from the holster he kept next to his boots. "'Wait here,' he said. "'Don't let the horses get spooked.' "'Will do,' Ed replied. "'I ain't got the guts to face no engines.' "'Billy crept forward towards the edge of the camp, "'his eyes straining to get used to the dark. "'They were in a canyon, "'and he could see shapes of the trees on the ridge above "'glistening in the fading moonlight. "'He couldn't hear anything, "'but as he squinted he could see two figures "'riding away from their camp. "'They didn't look like Indians.' "'But then who did?' "'Is it engines?' Ed whispered from behind. "'Are we going to die?' he said. "'I'm part engine, but I ain't never faced one.' "'No,' Billy said quietly, turning to his friend. "'It's something else.' "'Like what?' Ed asked. "'You ask too many questions, Ed,' Billy scorned. "'Shut up and watch the horses.' Billy crept further into the brush that surrounded the camp. He could still see the trees above, but now the dense forestry had started to obscure his view. He kept moving forward as quietly as he could. He didn't see the man who rounded behind him. He just felt the pain and passed out. He awoke the next day to find the camp empty, Ed dead, and a note. "'I'm surprised you made it out alive,' the sheriff said. "'Ed dead and you alive seems mighty strange to me.' "'I'm telling you,' Billy replied. "'I got the note and came back here as quick as I could. "'If I hadn't caught that stage, then I never would have got here.' "'I believe you, boy,' the sheriff said. "'Thousands wouldn't.' "'You think I'd kill my own best friend?' "'Stranger things have happened.' the sheriff said. I wouldn't put it past my own best friend to try and kill me, he explained. Strange how you got back to Blackfoot alive. I didn't kill him, Billy replied. I didn't kill him. Judge will decide that, the sheriff said. Maybe your daddy can get you off. Billy sat back in his seat, silently cursing the old man. His father, one of the richest men in town, would soon learn of what had happened. He would unduly call the governor, and the charges would be dropped. There were no facts backing up the sheriff's delusion. "'I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to share some of your time with one of my cells,' the sheriff grunted. "'We need to go out and verify the facts.' "'Facts,' Billy said. "'Yes,' the sheriff said. "'Facts.' The sheriff led Billy to one of the small cramped cells at the back of his office. He closed the door and with a mocking grin locked Billy in. Turning to face the bed that lay at the back of the cell, Billy walked over and sat down. "'Boy,' the sheriff said, walking back to the cell door. Billy looked over and saw the sheriff lift and throw a bucket of cold water through the cell door. It drenched the cell and the bed. 
Billy just lay there as the icy cold water ran down his body and soaked through his clothes. Have a nice stay, the sheriff said. It may turn out to be either a very long one or a very short one. It only took about four hours for Billy's father, James Francis, to hear about his arrest. He rode into town with several of his best work hands, men that could have been described as gunmen. He pulled up outside the sheriff's office and stepped down from his horse. Dressed immaculately in black from head to toe, he stepped up and into the sheriff's office. Heard you have my boy, he said.